Hi and welcome to episode 24 of Merv Hughes Fishing. I'm Kevin Hillier, Squizzy Taylor's here, and so too, fortunately for all of us, is Mervyn Gregory Hughes. Fortunately or unfortunately? No, fortunately. Why? Why are, you, are you being facetious? Uh, well, not... Cynical uh, and sarcastic? Only slightly. Yeah, because sounds... Of, I, I don't think tone in your voice, Kevin! <laughs> Kevin Hughes Fishing, uh, you know, doesn't work. Well, Kevin, Kevin Hillier, Hillier Fishing doesn't work. Squizzy Taylor Fishing doesn't quite I work. I could. You might, might have more luck than Squizzy. us, though. Yeah, well, you know, in the oh, future. Yeah. We'll oh. see how it goes. Oh. Anyway, let's, let's get into fishing, mate. That, that Peter time LeBlanc of year. is our guest that we've got yes. coming up. Yeah, so we spoke to Kieran Jones from Luxury Afloat Houseboats in the last yep. podcast. So we've just been to the F23. Hawkesbury River. And, um, you know, to talk to uh, Peter LeBlanc about um, fishing the Hawkesbury River and his experiences, it's, it's going to be well worth listening to. And if you're a keen fisher, um, if you want to target Mulloway, if you want to have a look at kingfish, if you just like going after brim, if you like flathead, if you just like chasing squid, mate, they've got it all, the Hawksman. Um, like we alluded to last week, for, for Victorians, probably because it's a, a little bit far away, um, yep. you don't really register it as a as a real holiday destination, but when great place. you sort of think about Sydney, then you think about sort of Coffs Harbour and those yes. areas as yeah. holiday destinations, and it's lost in the middle of yeah. that. Well, not even in the middle. Yeah. It's quite no, more it's close, close to, to Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, um, it's almost an outer suburb of Sydney, if yeah. you want to, want to call well, when, it that. Well, when you jump on a... Hawkesbury River and go to the mouth. Just before you get out the mouth, the last bay in is, is Pittwater, and Pittwater's a, a northern suburb. So um, there's, a, there's a lot of boat traffic around that area. So you tend to, I would imagine, tend to get up the river a little bit more. And while there's those house communities that we, we've spoken about, probably there's less traffic on the water. But come summer, I would imagine there would be water skiers everywhere, there'd be fishers everywhere, there'd be just recreational boaters all over the place. So Now, be, you two haven't always been experienced fisherman that you are now. You started someone, you probably went out with people. What do you look for in a chart? And we'll talk to Peter, who's obviously very good at what he does. But what do you look for in a chart? And what should you be looking for in a person that you want to employ as your, as your to go out and yeah, chart a boat? Well, obviously knowledge. Yeah. Um, so... You know, you've got to have that knowledge and you've got to be prepared to work. So if you're sitting on the one spot and you're not catching anything and the skipper's not working for you, I get a bit frustrated with that. Yep. Um, so you look for movement and you look for explanation. Um, listen, guys, we're going to go here. We're going to fish the tide here. There's a reef off the back here. Normally we go all right here. Listen, there's no fish here. We're going to move to the next spot. Um, now it's a little bit deeper water here. So you, you want you want an explanation yep. why you're yep. not just sitting in water and, and hoping for the best. And, and all the real good charter operators do that from, from Darwin to Port Phillip Bay. And the bad ones you'll find, they'll go out, they'll fish two or three spots, and they'll be pretty lethargic for you. If they don't catch anything... They'll go to the honeypot at the at the end of the tour. Get your couple of fish, so you're happy. Okay. But what yep. what you really look forward, what I look for, is someone that works their backside off. Um, he hasn't got a decky, so he does all the work. Okay. He can take five people out, and he said he can cope with five people, not a problem. Um, and he's constantly checking the baits. He's got the burly going. He's just active, isn't he? He also, when you if you pay for five hours fishing, that's what you get. That's, yeah. what he, that, that's what he. That's what he was telling us on the boat. You pay for five hours, not travel time, no. But 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 local knowledge is a second to none with with Peter. But also the experience of him showing you what's around. You know, he said, you know, that that's someone's house or that's that's a special spot yeah, there. Yeah. Or, so you know, that's Summer Bay over there, yeah, yeah. and that's where Alf works in the boat shed. There, true, true. and we see Kevin Hillier there all the time having a beer with Alf. There's mate. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, he, he was fantastic. And you now, if you're looking for something something different. Um, you know, if you spend time on houseboats and that, Hawkesbury River, just an amazing waterway. Yep. 
But also, and, don't be don't be scared. If you haven't fished before, he show he'll show ask, he'll show you exactly like what to do. Yeah. So don't be scared. Just Did because, you say just like us or like you? Nothing's like me. Well, you might as well say us. <laughs> but no, he was showing us different <laughs> ways different ways to bait up yeah. and 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 filling in, filling in the yaks, putting the strips on. He actually showed us different ways to put the boat on. What about when he cut up the squid with the fans? Yeah. You know, and threw yeah. that out. So you you, you never so stop basically, you never stop learning. Basically, he's using a whole squid. Yep. Okay, so whole squid attracts a fish. When that got whacked, um, he just had the hood of the, the squid. So he cuts it into a triangle yep. and then just feathers, like just puts stripes in the bottom half of it. I so do that, but then I cook it. When it but when, <laughs> it's, when, it's sitting, when it's sitting in the, the tide, it just floats like it's okay, a, yeah, an active yeah. squid rather uh, than just hanging okay. like a piece of bait. That's clever. It is, isn't that's it? Clever. And that's, a, that's the first time. that I know, I'm sure there's guys on fishing charters – Port Phillip Bay in Sydney Harbour, all around the world. Mate, we've been doing that for years. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the first time I've seen it. Same okay. here. Yeah. No. yeah, it was ter- terrific. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. So no, we had us doing that and just, um, and probably a, a tip for guys that are fishing in tidal areas is don't put the hook through the bait two or three times because all your bait does then is twist. So if you can cut it into a strip or a V and just hook it into the point so it just floats in the... The more natural yeah, it looks. the more natural it looks, the more likely I am going to eat it. You're correct. If I, if I was a fish, <laughs> that's what I'd be thinking. Well, you ask these guys and they'll tell you. They, you yeah. know, they, they'll, they'll pass it. They're happy to pass on the knowledge. Yeah. They're really good. And they're happy to see people catch fish. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's their job. And we don't we'll mind talk, it either. We'll talk to him next. Well, there's nothing more frustrating than not catching. No. Um, <laughs> Peter LeBlanc is our guest next from uh, Harbour and Estuary Fishing Charters right here on Merv Hughes Fishing, the podcast. Episode 24 of Merv Hughes Fishing and joining us now is Peter LeBlanc from uh, Harbour and Estuary Fishing Charters up on the Hawkesbury River. Hawkesbury G'day, River. Hello, guys. How are you? G'day, Pete. How G'day, are you, Peter. Mate? Awesome. Yourselves? Yeah, going very well. I know we've only uh, we've spent a bit of, well, spent a fair bit of time with you up there the last couple of weeks, but um, as you said then, the prawns hadn't come in, but the prawns have come in now. Mate, they, they, they were waiting for you guys to go. They're just scared of you. I think so, mate. Um, and has the fishing picked up for you now that the prawns are in, or does it take a little while for the the bait fish and the predators to come in? Oh, mate, look, once it starts, the, those prawns start to run and, and what have you, everything starts to liven up, and that's the the thing that starts to happen is, you know, it starts revolving around those tides and what have you and, and the moon phases again. Um, but yes, mate, it, it makes the whole river so it's uh, a lot better than what you guys had to suffer. That's for sure. Well, mate, we, we had just had a talk to, to Karen Jones from Luxury Afloat, and we we just reflected on our time up there. And while you say it was disappointing, mate, we had an absolute ball just to, to sit out there to go out, catch some flathead, catch some brim, catch some juvenile. Um, Dewey, so the soapies, and for, for Squeeze to get hold of that kingfish, while you say it was a little bit disappointing, geez, you worked your butt off for us. Oh, mate, didn't you? Didn't mate, you? We, we, we always try hard, mate, yeah, but um, like you say, it was just a little bit disappointing, so I figure that we've put we've put it, uh, the effort in, so the next time it's going to be uh, all hands on deck, fish, fish coming over the sides all over the place, so... Well, as we said, we were up there October last year, and you said leave a little bit later for the prawns to come in. We got up this year, the prawns weren't in, so um, mate, we might have to leave it till uh, another couple of weeks later, but we'll see here we go. Now, for your business, obviously take the, the charters out around that pit water, kangaroo point, all through the Hawkesbury River. With your experiences, what, what's the best time of the year to fish? Really, it's, it's normally from now right through until uh, April, May, when the water starts cooling down again. Um, so over the next three to three to six months, we should start seeing um, some warmer 
water fish come in. So, um, you know, we'll get the kingies and we'll also get the other pelagics um, also to come in, like your tunas and what have you. Uh, but we'll also get those travels will come in, which is, you know, your spotted mackerel and, and those kind of species as well. There'll be the odd uh, cobia that will yep. generally come down when the when the sharks and stuff start to come in into uh, Broken Bay. So, you know, everything picks right up. And, I mean, the best part about it uh, in this area when it's really warm and, and nice, I mean, the place is so beautiful. You it know, is. Catching, catching fish is a bonus. It is, yeah. mate. It is. Well, as Squeezy said, he hadn't been there before and we spent a bit of time up with you last year. It's just a, a magnificent place. And even if you don't fish, which is obviously no good for you, um, you can go there and just spend time on the water and you'd have to spend three months to, to have a look at most of the most of the waterway there, wouldn't you? Oh, at least it's a, you know, I travel. We travelled a fair way with you guys, but we 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 only just scraped the surface. You know, it goes a long way, uh, still further up river, and you know we've also got the other tributaries that run into it, which is you know Barrow Creek, and and then you know we've also got the Cow End down the other end, and Mullet Creek, and all these other ones. So yes, um, you know you could probably spend you know a year up there and still not see everything. I think uh, now the fishing that. The fishing that you do is pretty diverse from downrigging for the kingies, uh, just to sitting on the reef catching a, a few brim, hoping for the, the good size mulloway, um, flathead. Uh, what sort of fishing do you prefer doing? Mate, um, to be quite honest with you, I love catching kingfish. Um, it's only because I love hearing the real scream and, and seeing customers get pulled around the boat, to be quite <laughs> honest. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I love catching kingfish. I mean, they, they're one of those kind of species that are a little bit like dewfish. Um, you know, you can expect to go and catch them and, and do all the right things, but you may not, um, which makes you cleaner for the next time to go out there and try and catch some of those bigger fish. Because, Pete, you saw some kingies on the sounder and you said it was a bit quiet. With the prawns moving in now, how long before the kingies come in or was it all more or less instant? Uh Squeeze, it's probably, um, you know, probably a day or two, yeah. honestly. Um, yeah. Once they start coming out off those uh, weed beds and the other fish and everything all start getting active, they don't miss out on the feed too often. So it doesn't take them long to, to work out what's going on. And, of course, you'll get reports from your other mates that are on the water. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Um, yeah, we're, 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 when, they phone, mate, when they answer oh, their phone, mate. When they answer their phone. Oh, didn't he get it? Just to fill people in and fill Kevin, he's looking yeah. a little bit confused. We're out on the water. Now, he gets phone calls all the time. What's going on? Is there fish active? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And um, a mate of his son, if that makes sense, mm. a mate of Pete's, his son was out fishing, got some kingfish um, or some mull- a mulloway, I think it was. So Pete put, put in a call and said, uh, mate, what's going on? Um, after three days, we hadn't heard back from him. <laughs> so talk about keep a secret, Jesus. Yeah, uh, yep, he, can, he can keep his mouth shut when, he, when it's needed. <laughs> mate, you put us uh, on it and it was a terrific trip. No. What about what about the squid, mate? Are they uh, are they thickened up a bit too? Well, yeah, well, squids with those uh, uh, prawns and stuff out of those weed beds and, and what have you, like I took you through uh, pit water and- you know, once those uh, those prawns and stuff start getting active, um, the squid and get very aggressive. Um, so, yes, it's it becomes a little bit easier once everything starts to to get that flow on effect. And of course, travelling around through uh, Summer Bay was um, was an amazing experience. Yeah, well, we, got, Kevin, we got a few squid there. Yeah, Kevin Kevin didn't know where the hell pit water was, but he knew where Summer Bay was. <laughs> he's which he's is all really excited sad. now. He's all excited now. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, there's, there, I tell you what, there's um, a fair few customers that we've actually got that you know end up going over and doing the tour over, tour over there for the Summer Bay tour and stuff, and um, they love it. It's, yeah. You know, it's quite it's quite good if you're it's, a fan of the show. It's a great part of the world. 
Really, and uh, you're talking about the kingfish and you love the kingfish. What I, I couldn't comprehend is that we're just going through the moorings of the boat exactly. in deep water with downriggers and, and the fish sit there. Exactly. Yeah, they do. All that, all that, all that um, moorings and the blocks yep. on the bottom, of course, just end up creating a broken reef which attracts the bait fish and it just goes on with the, with the life cycle. Yeah, makes sense, doesn't it? Hey, Pete, tell us it a does. little about the area in terms of uh, – we, we spoke about this on the last podcast, but it's almost like a hidden for, for Victorians, and we're Victorians. Uh, it, it, it's sort of a bit of a secret. Do you, do you try not to let people know too much about it because it'll turn into, you know, too big a tourist attraction? Uh, no, not really. I mean, Pitwater is one of these areas that, honestly, um, we don't have the – unfortunately, we don't have the infrastructure from for buses or anything else. So if you want to come up to Pitwater, you've really got to make the effort. And, you know, the place up here – is beautiful. It's it's got so much room and everything else for everyone to be able to do what they want to do. Um, and you know, it's thirty k's away from Sydney. And when you travel thirty k's away from Sydney, it's just such a difference. It's it's amazing. Well, we'll said on last podcast, you could have been a million miles away from Sydney, and yet you, you go into Pitwater there, and the amount of houses up on uh, so it's virtually northern suburbs of Sydney, isn't it? Out of north northern suburbs, Would yeah, be, pretty uh, much. Yeah, and the, yeah, the amount of the amount of boats and the luxury houses you want to see some of these houses, Kev. Oh. They're almost as big as yours. They are they are fantastic places. <laughs> and they are, mate. And like you said, if you you know if you're that way inclined and you're not catching any fish, you've got plenty of things to look at. Like you said, you know you've got all the houses and everything else besides you know looking at all the beaches and and the bays and stuff that yeah, we have got around. Summer the place. Bay. He's, Kevin's been excited by Summer Bay. He's watching, hasn't, hasn't missed an episode. I've written down about the tour. Uh, Pete, <laughs> how, long, uh, how long have you been up there and, and what's changed? What's the thing that's changed most in the area since you've been up there? Uh, since I've probably the, the weed beds. We've, had, we've got a lot less weed beds and the water quality is starting to suffer a little bit um, since I, I first got up or f- since I first started fishing here. I mean, I've been in this area and living on Scotland Island now since about 99. Um, so um, I've been able to see, keep an eye on it. And it's funny how uh, sometimes that when you're separated away from it and just keep on visiting the area, you, you do notice these changes. But whereas you're living in it, you, it's a bit like the boiling frog. Um, you don't see, see these changes. But the, the major thing that I see, as I say, is, the, is um, we had calerpa weed that's taken out a lot of the uh, ribbon weed. And then just the extra, you know, rain, boat activity, all that kind of stuff has uh, certainly made a big impact on it over the last 20 years. Well, it's certainly the the um, more boats on the water uh, because it's I reckon it's just come closer and closer to Sydney. And you, you have a look around that pit water and back um, south towards Sydney, the amount of boats on the water there. So obviously during the summer, it must get an absolute pounding. It does, mate. It gets a it gets a real pounding in the silly season and the in the school holidays, um, and you know, like you saw with all those boats, uh, all up and down the place, you can't they can't fit anymore in. They're trying to move moorings and everything else and change, um, basically channels and things at the moment, so they can try and fit some more boats in. But I don't know how they're going to do it. How how does that go with your fishing? Is as a as a bloke that um, makes money from taking fishing charters out, does that impact what you do? In a lot of aspects, it does. Um, when you start getting uh, people on the internet and everything else together and they've got their own boat, they'll go out and try things. Uh, a lot of the time, though, um, we, we get a lot of customers that have, um, you know, bought a boat and going to come into Pitwater and, 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 and aren't being that successful, so they come and use us so that we can actually take them out, show them the areas, and then they can advance. And if they don't come back, um, well, we know we've done the job. But... <laughs> You've done a great job. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And if they, do, if they do come back, we know that we have to fill in some blanks so that they can try and, you know, get a little bit more confident and do what they want to 
or or retrieve what they want to try and achieve. And you got an amazing setup on that boat, and we had a ball on it. Um, what, what, how many how many people can t- can you take on at, at one time? Mate, we only take out a maximum of five, so I can look after everyone properly. I find if I start putting out the the extra couple of people that we can actually take out, um, we end up getting tangled lines, and you know it ends up being more cramped. So five's five's a magic number for us to go out and fish on that boat. You'd be short on lollies there after after we've finished, wouldn't you? Nah, uh, mate, I had a, I had another couple of packets hidden just in case you guys uh, got desperate for them. <laughs> There's pretty of, pr- oh, pl- plenty of prawns on we our got, boat. We got we got the party mix, car. Didn't those party mix lollies cop an absolute hiding? Yeah, and the wraps, <laughs> and the wraps. But no, nah, we had we had an absolute ball, and Pete yeah. was terrific. The the, yeah. lo- the local knowledge was just second to none. So, how do people find out about you, Pete? The website, mate. They can jump on the website, yes, and, and click on the contact us button. It's www.s3fishingcharters.com.au. Otherwise, they can. Uh, give me a call on the phone um, at home, double nine double nine two five seven four zero two for Sydney. Otherwise, um, through the mobile, zero four one zero six triple three five one. Give me a call and give me a little um, little bit of an idea of what you're trying trying to achieve and what type of fishing you want to do, and we'll organise the rest. And we we just as we said, we had a talk to uh, Kieran Jones last week. And he just said that you can couple up, so you couple up a bit with luxury afloat. So if people go down there and hire a houseboat and they haven't got a boat to themselves, they can also ring you and you'll pick them up from the houseboat and take them fishing. Exactly right. Yeah, we'll take them from the from the luxury apartments that they've got or houses and stuff along the river. Yep. Otherwise, like you said, any of the houseboats and stuff all along the Hawkesbury River or Pitwater Cowan. Now, no names, no pactor. But what's the most unusual kind of fishing expedition that someone's wanted to wanted to uh, part have you partake in, Pete? Oh, mate. There's, there's been a couple. We had, we, I mean, squid. We had we had a guy that wanted to just come out and catch squid all day. Um, didn't want to didn't want to change it over into kingfish or didn't want to change it over into anything else. <laughs> okay. um, we had another guy that came from Japan. Um, he didn't speak any English. Uh, jumped on the boat, caught five squid, ate them while I was taking him up to the kingfish spot, and then just said, "Okay, I'm paying the money. I've I've had my feed. Let's go home." <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, God love it. Yeah, seriously, mate. It took an hour and a half. Well, didn't you have any? The, I, didn't, didn't you have any party mix lollies left? <laughs> we, we, we clean them up. We clean them up, mate. That's extraordinary, isn't it? It is, and you know, like it, it just shows you everyone wants to get something different from yeah, the day. Absolutely. And and you know, as I say, once he had his five squid, I mean, um, basically it was explained to me that you know that meal that he actually had um, would have cost him thousands over there in Japan um, from yeah. from the area that he wanted. You want so, to sell yourself, don't you? <laughs> I kind of, I kind of <laughs> wanted to put my hand out at the end of it. Yeah. Mate, I got to tell you one thing, Kev, is that we spent um, four or five days on a boat with Pete all over the place, so fishing the tides. Uh, so we'd go out in the morning, fish the tides, come back in, go out in the afternoon, fish the tides. When they're not biting, he panics for you. Um, and, and there's not too many charter operators that do that around the place. So, guys, if you're listening, you want to head to the, the Hawkesbury River and you need a bit of a, a hint of how to catch some fish, grab hold of Peter LeBlanc, Estuary, Harbour and Estuary Fishing Charters. Um, mate, he'll work his clack off for you and he'll catch your fish. And pulls the anchor. Oh, yeah. And pulls the anchor. Yeah. Good on you, Pete. We appreciate your time. And uh, people can estuaryfishingcharters.com.au. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call. Look forward to seeing you again in the near future. No, thanks so, very Pete. much, Pete. There you go, boys. Peter Long from uh, from Harbour and Estuary Fishing. Harbour and Estuary Fishing Charters, not a Hawkesbury River. It's the one. Yeah, so he's Fishing on Charters. Scotland. He's on Scotland Island, which is near Pitwater, which is around the corner from Kangaroo Point, which is where Luxury Afloat Houseboats are. So it all just 
Leans into one, Kevin. Sorry, did you just are you channeling Suri from Google or something? Are you? You're like, um, a, you're, you're, um, like a, you're like a Melways, <laughs> the Melways of uh, Sydney Waterways. There you were. Yes, Scotland Island in the Pitwater region, <laughs> just around from Kangaroo Point on the Hawkesbury River. Thank you. There you go. Hey. But uh, mate, it was just fantastic, and even there, just talking to him, you can you can hear the enthusiasm oh, in his absolutely. voice. It's not as though he's not as though. He's done a heap of fishing and he's sick of it. And he's fished I out. reckon, I reckon every day he gets up, he says, how lucky am I? I'm going fishing again. Yeah. He just loves it. And the when we went chasing those kingfish, just to, like, people do it for trout, people do it out in deep blue, they got the downriggers, and we're just going through the moorings in the, in the boats. And you're sort of sitting there thinking, <laughs> seriously, but like you said, um, you've got the... Um, the, or what are you going to call it? the anchor for the the moorings, which is going to be a big hunk of cement or whatever it is, and that forms an artificial reef. Oysters if everywhere. the if the bait gets in there, the the predator is going to be in there, and kingfish are a predator. Do you think he was saying that after four days of us on the boat? How lucky he was! Yeah, lucky he was to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how lucky he was to have another booking. Oh, uh, gee whiz. Didn't have, have a look at that. But he, he was fantastic. And there was one time we went out and he, he kept apologising to us. And he said, mate, it's all right. We're fish eyes. Like, yeah. you know, if, if they're not biting, they're not biting. Well, we but, did catch fish. Yeah. yeah but mate. he's going from place to place. And like he's saying, it was disappointing. We had a ball. We had a ball. We had a ball. Brim, flathead. Absolutely. Squizzy got a, a fair size kingy. Uh, we got some mulloway, sapy mulloway and that. And when, flounder, when, we weren't, yeah, when, when we weren't expecting it, one day it was like, oh, you know, we said, oh, this might be a brimmer. Or oh, it's, it's a soapy mulloway, which yep. is a juvenile mulloway, which that. is a smaller one than a big one. I've learned that. But then yeah. to drive back, get off the pier, go up, have a feed, have a few bets. A couple of frosties. Get in the uh, spa, five blokes in the spa. Merv's talking about ball tampering. Yep. Made us a bit nervous there. Uh, uh, Cricket's was... a good uh, conversation starter in the, uh, in the spa. It, it, it was. Oh, please, <laughs> let's just move on. It's just nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> Moving forward. I'm Moving with forward. I'm with you. Uh, but they're yeah, fishing this time of the year, Kev, all around the place. School holidays coming up. Yep. Um, check your local fishing reports. Also, Check your fisheries. So if you're in New South Wales, New South Wales fisheries, Victorian fisheries. Where do you get those those fishing reports? Well, you go online. Okay. So vicfisheries.com, I'd say .gov, .au. Yeah. I don't know. But you'll you'll be able to find them, New South Wales fisheries. If you're going somewhere new, if you're going up to Queensland, if you're on the coast, if you're going to Somerset Dam, have a look at the fishing reports, what's catching fish, and, mate, just a little bit of preparation goes along. Are you sorry? And you don't need to get a license on the um, charter boats, do you? No. We only found so that said, so you don't yeah. have to go and get a so day license good, yeah. whatever they come with it. In New South Wales, and it's the same in Victoria, if you haven't got a license, if you go out on a charter, you actually pay for the, the license fees in, in part of that. So the fees that he pays covers uh, yep. the um, the license fees that mm-hmm. you normally pay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, uh, good one. Good to catch up with uh, Peter LeBlanc. We appreciate his time. Estuaryfishingcharters.com.au is the the website. Harbour and Estuary Fishing Charters is the name of his business. Uh, Thank you, boys. Uh, Good fishing, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Merv Hughes Fishing, the podcast. You'll turn up for the next one, will you? I think so. You'll be here? (laughs) Well, if if I'm not here, there's one thing for sure. It won't be the Merv Hughes Fishing Podcast. It'll be the Fishing Podcast. (laughs) And it'll probably be more entertaining, too, just quietly. You're opening the bowling from the the northern end. End of the wind. No, I'm never into the wind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh. These days. Come on. Have a look at yourself. That's it. We'll never, catch you next never time. Never opening the bowl. There you go. Again. Again. Good on you.